Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Last week, we dove into the Broken Lizard Indiegogo campaign to make Super Troopers 2. Right after recording that show, Steven said I should talk to Ashley Victoria Robinson because her thoughts about celebrities and crowdfunding were drastically different than everyone on that episode. And I kid you not, just after 20 minutes of talking to her, she had me saying this. Yeah, now that I talk to you, it kind of upsets me a little bit more. Light Scammer Podcast, this is Zach on Film. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to another great episode of Zach on Film. This week, we are talking once again to Ashley Victoria Robinson. Hopefully, your name is familiar to you from things like the Red Shirt Diaries or all of the work she does here at Majorspoilers.com. We actually talked to Ashley early on in the pilot process for this new uh, format for Zach on Film. We talked about some SAG and some union stuff. It was a nice little conversation. If you are a Major Spoilers VIP, you can certainly go back and listen to that conversation if you happen to miss it. But this week, we are talking to her about something completely different, celebrities and crowdfunding. Ashley and Jason Inman, who you probably recognize from DC All Access or around here at MajorSpoilers.com, successfully funded the second season of their web series, The Red Shirt Diaries, just a few months ago. And she is totally in the crowdfunding game. And then you throw in a little bit of what she calls... Righteous LA Rage. <laughs> and we have a nice little show for you again this week. After my talk with Ashley, we'll be right back with comments on this t- subject from listeners like... You. But before that, let's talk to Ashley about her thoughts on crowdfunding and celebrities. So, Ashley, last week so, on the show. So, Zach. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> uh, we talked about this Super Troopers Broken Lizard Indiegogo campaign that launched and got funded in like 24 hours for $2 million. Yeah. And after I was done recording with all the guys that night, Steven looks over at me and says, you need to talk to Ashley uh, because she's the coolest person we know. And because <laughs> she's not a- even a little bit true. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty true. 
and because she has a totally different mindset when it comes to these celebrity Kickstarter uh, campaigns. So does that mean you have a negative outlook on them? I do. I think it's a little bit despicable if you're a millionaire and you have enough money to fund these programs and these projects on your own. But instead of taking the risk and owning this project that you're doing, you're going to ask your fans who are probably, you know, getting by okay or maybe getting by not okay, asking them to put their money up for you to take your risk. I think that crowdfunding exists because it's a platform that allows people and creators who otherwise wouldn't have access to grants or studios or funding to put out this initial public offering. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, I love Nathan Fillion and I love Alan Tudyk, but Nathan Fillion alone on his castle money uh, could easily have funded their project Con Man. And, you know, now they have millions of dollars to do something. And I think that that's taking funds away from somebody who maybe couldn't have put something out. So I have a big problem mm-hmm. with it, personally. Mm-hmm. And I know that you have a totally different outlook on this because unlike the last of us talking last week you actually have some skin in the game in this crowdfunding thing because you guys just uh you guys did your uh, redshirt diaries indiegogo campaign just a few months ago right yeah we we did and we asked for twenty eight hundred dollars we got a lot more money than that which was super nice but like that as an example Uh, Jason Inman and I wouldn't have been able to do the second season and really add anything to it, like in cast, in design, in production, if we hadn't had people helping us out because we're not rich people, like we're not celebrities. Mm -hmm. You're right. (laughs) We're the kind of people, and this sounds very self-serving, but we're the kind of people that that platform was made for. So the idea, you know, being that Mm -hmm. the next time we can do something bigger and we can do something better, which we wouldn't have been able to do on our own and like... Zach Braff or the Super Trooper guys probably could have gotten that funded or could have just put up the money on their own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think the crowdfunding platform is absolutely designed and implemented for people like you and Jason and other small projects that have no way of getting the amount of funds they need to make something that can truly be enjoyed by all of their fans. Yeah. Yeah. But do you think... Yeah. 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 <laughs> do you think that a project like Zach Braff's movie or oh uh this this project uh, uh do they think they bring more awareness to like, Kickstarter and Indiegogo in general which could hopefully lead to uh an increase in everyone's projects getting funded i say hopefully because i have no idea if that trickle effect actually works in the thing but do you think that is even a conceivable idea um, I think it certainly is. I don't know how much of it is trickled down because I think that people who donate to crowdfunding campaigns uh, either donate because they're interested in that as a medium. They're interested in putting projects forward. They're the same kind of people who donate to things like Patreon or major spoilers. Like They're interested in backing product and content that means something to them. So I don't think that you're going to get a huge influx of people just because a celebrity name has brought them to that platform. I think you're probably going to have more people who just don't donate in general who are donating because it's Nathan Fillion, because it's Zach Braff, because it's Zachary Levi did a campaign last year, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe there is a trickle down percentage, but I think it's a lot smaller than maybe we would really like ideally, you know, as mm-hmm. people who are trying to use that platform. Yeah. Cause I mean, I always assumed, you know, you see a couple projects bring 
I mean, millions of dollars in, which is just crazy in my mind that they, anyone can pull that kind of money in. Uh, I, I guess I'm just hopeful and optimistic that maybe maybe they'll just like do some more browsing on the site. Like, oh, I wonder, like this cool thing happened. I wonder if there's any other uh, cool things also happening here. If they really wanted that to take effect, what they would do is they would tweet out um, or Facebook out projects that they also like that they think their fans should fund. Like, mm. there's another Star Trek series called Axanar um, that has, like, people who are actually in the Star Trek series and has actual special effects and a big budget. Um, they almost didn't fund. And then George Takei, or the person who runs George Takei's Facebook, mm-hmm. tweeted a link to them. Sweethearts of the Galaxy didn't fund until Gail Simone shared it. So I think if they really wanted to... You know, if, 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 if celebrities who are using crowdfunding as a platform really want to legitimize, like, we are bringing new people to this medium, mm. then I think, you know, they would share other projects that they do. And uh, Joss Whedon is a really good one for doing that. Like, he, he helps fund a lot of projects, and he brings a lot of attention to them because he has the Marvel fan base behind him now, you know? Right. So I think that's probably more helpful than just being like, oh, I'm doing a campaign, and yeah, like, maybe look at Kickstarter. Uh-huh. But... Yeah, that would be, you know, kind of like YouTube always like brings up random videos at the end. That'd be good if the platforms, I don't know if they do this already. I'm sure they probably do. Where they're like, hey, you funded this. Look at all these other projects that are similar in uh, style and taste that you might also want to uh, give some money to. If you uh, if you are on their mail, like you haven't shut off their mail, their emails rather, uh, mm-hmm. they will email you and they'll be like, here are six projects that we think you will like because they're like these other things that you funded. Oh, so well, they do good. a pretty good job at it. Yeah, but I, but like you're you think you're right about the celebrities actually do it because they certainly have more clout with fans and people that are actually going to give money than uh, automatic messages from funding companies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think? Um, there like what's the line in your mind that you you have so much like you should uh either put up a lot of your own money to make this like project. what denotes a celebrity yeah like yeah what, what what's that line for you um i would say it's definitely it's twofold it's mm-hmm. um if you walk down the street and you're recognized or if you're paid to appear at conventions mm-hmm you know, you're you're clearly you're clearly someone of some following. There's varying degrees of that. You know, Angelina Jolie is different than even someone like Alan Tudyk, but they're both recognizable personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think that if you, I'm trying to think of a really like not bitter way to say this, but <laughs> um, you know, if you pay a sizable amount of taxes, like maybe you're a celebrity. Mm. You know, like if you're in a certain, and I don't. I don't know, if you make $100,000 a year or more, you can probably afford to take that financial risk or at least go to a, a something like a grant or angel investors or whatever. Like You will have enough monetary clout, I guess for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. that somebody will put money up against you. Like If people looked at my income, they would not give me money to fund a project. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to pay state taxes, if that gives you any idea. <laughs> so... Uh... Okay, so what about this idea? There's a a director, uh, Alejandro Jodorowsky, who uh, he's been making movies for a while. What? He did Dune, or he almost did Dune. He almost did Dune, yeah. Uh, He did a Kickstarter, I think it just wrapped up this last week maybe, where it was for I think about $2 million also. And he said that this $2 million was to cover what he couldn't get 
from studio backing to make this other film that follows up his most latest release. Uh, I mean, is that something you can stomach more where it's not, I need all of the money from all of my fans to make a project where it's, uh, I've gone out to the studios and got some money and got this money from distri- uh, distributor uh, distributors that are going to show the film, but I just need to cover this, this other small gap of the budget. Is that something that you can stomach? Uh, I guess I wouldn't donate to it personally. <laughs> um, I understand that he's not he's not a big time director, but if it was two million dollars, I bet he's got two million dollars laying around. Or like like his work is lauded in the film community. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me like I don't believe that he couldn't go to one of his uh friends or some you know some other director and be like, uh, yo Tom Hanks, yo Steven Spielberg, can you spot me some money? Yeah. Like I think if you have those connections, I take issue with it. I if people want to support it, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be like as diplomatic about like not liking something as possible. Well, you know, just <laughs> just rage against it. Just rage against it. F that noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess I respect it a little more, but I still find it questionable at best. Okay. Now, uh, someone, one of our listeners commented on last week's podcast, and he gave an interesting idea that's not something I had thought of before. What if, he said, if uh, a perk for doing one of these Kickstarters was profit sharing, if you donated a certain level, then you would actually receive percentage of profits. I mean, this would, I think, have to be one of the big... Uh, films that actually get funded and put in theaters for this to really take effect, mm-hmm. uh, like does that because that gives people more of a buy-in than they get a T-shirt or maybe a uh, like a, a copy of uh, a script or something. I think that's a fascinating idea that not enough people who are doing crowdfunding think about. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing something where, like if you're doing a fan production, like like what we're doing essentially with red shirts, like we don't own the IP, so we can't offer people profit because we don't profit from it. Right, but. If you own the entire IP on something, I think if you're asking, like like you said, if it's a big reward, like $1,000 will give you 1% of the earnings over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. I think that's really fascinating. And I think if you're going to be one of these people who is already like, like is already a celebrity, um, I think that is like a really great way to not seem like you're just totally being a, a, a cheap I'm trying to think of like a word that's not a curse word to call. <laughs> if you're being like quite miserly about it, uh-huh. um, I also think the problem with a lo- which I think is so interesting about a lot of these um, celebrity-driven campaigns is they have really crappy rewards. They're like, oh, you don't get because what people want is a physical product more than anything. Uh huh. So you don't get a physical product, even if it's a signed headshot, if it's a signed poster, if it's a postcard, which, by the way, are like 10 cents to print from FedEx. So yeah. <laughs> you can get people a postcard and put the 60 cent stamp on it. Um, but you won't get a physical reward until you donate $50 or more. Sometimes it's $100 or more. Mm-hmm. And that seems mean-spirited to me as well because, yes, the trick with crowdfunding and reward is that you don't want to lose a huge amount of money on any one reward. Right. But it seems like you're being additionally like miserly and just like an old man counting his pennies. If you're not really offering anyone a stake or even I will give the Super Troopers project this for thirty five dollars. You bought a a ticket to a screening of it. Yeah. So at least you're buying a piece of the film or a piece of the experience of what you're creating or or Mm -hmm. helping fun create. Uh, Like, I think that's very, very interesting. But I think 
if you're offering people like, oh, you can come to the premiere um, or, or you can, you know, like not everyone is in L.A. or not everyone is in Minnesota or wherever you're funding your project from. Yeah. But I think if you're owning, yeah, like a stake in whatever the product is, I think is really fascinating. And I think it's an aspect of crowdfunding as a business that not enough people are looking at. Yeah. When this uh, listener suggested that, I thought it was a, like a, a crazy idea that I can't imagine the amount of people that would up their their pledge knowing that if this thing is successful and it has star power behind it so you have to imagine they're gonna make a lot of money like the super tubers movie once it goes in the theater it's just gonna make a couple million dollars like easily yeah, totally. like, without a, without even trying uh, if someone could have donated a thousand dollars and got some small percentage of the profits off of that that seems way more interesting and intriguing to actually get uh to pledge the high amount of award than having them show up at a wedding or going to a comedy club with people. Yeah, or like getting a Skype phone call or whatever. Yeah. It also holds you more accountable to your funders than even something like the, the you know, the the contract that an Indiegogo or a Kickstarter or GoFundMe holds you. Like, you are legally held if you receive your money to put out the product within the, the timeline that you set down. Mm-hmm. Or else they can come after you. Right. But when someone owns a piece of the company and uh, uh, or the product or the profits... You know, that basically makes them your your partner to a certain degree for however long the clause is. I think it would also bear keeping in mind, like, don't give away 100 of those, you know, give away like 15 so mm-hmm. that if you're the person trying to fund the project, you're still, you know, you're still able to profit from whatever it is that you're doing. But I think it would drive a lot of people to making a meaningful donation, you know, more than like 20 bucks is great, but 20 bucks is not as great as a thousand bucks. Right. Sure. And uh, what you said about this project with the Super Troopers thing about the advanced tickets, mm-hmm. uh, that's something that Steve and I talked about was a, like an awesome idea where you just buy your ticket and that ticket, instead of just going after it's all been created to go and covering the cost and uh, then making the studio money, where it's just buying the ticket it funds the, own, the whole film is something that I find like great. If I could just buy a $20 ticket and if that was like the only reward level and everyone just buys a ticket to the movie and then you just fund the whole movie that way, I think that is something that's pretty awesome that I haven't seen before, especially with these big projects. You usually see it more for plays. Like Jim Beaver, who's a pretty well-known character actor who was on um, Justified and Supernatural, he just funded a play that he did here in Los Angeles and for 40 bucks, you got two tickets. So they basically just sold out their house. Oh, really? Before the show even opened. Yeah, and it just extended for two more weeks. So I was like, what a great idea. So is that like the only reward level or is that just like one of the main ones? Um, it was the main, you know, you know how you can pick like, you can highlight your top reward and it goes right to the top. But yeah. there were things like um, postcards, playbills, posters, phone calls, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kind of your, your typical fare. But yeah, I was like, sure. oh, what a great idea that you're offering actual tickets to the experience instead of just headshots. Yeah, especially because like you're already getting that purchase out of the way. Because if I donate thirty dollars to this Super Troopers campaign, I'm gonna get whatever I get for that, maybe a script or something, and then I'm gonna have to pay another fifteen dollars already for the movie that's already been funded for your movie ticket on top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I talk to you, it kind of upsets me a little bit more. <laughs> we just have to hang out more. <laughs> You'll get all the righteous LA rage. <laughs> yes, and I. For the most part, though, I'm still okay with it because I like giving people, I don't know, 
oh man, now that you say that, it's like they get to take the money twice from me. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I mean, if you don't, even if you put it behind a paywall, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Crap. What the heck? <laughs> uh, I mean, people, I mean, people do it so they're not taking a risk, and I, I sure. do understand that, but. And I, and I guess ultimately I'm still like, on board with it like these big campaigns i haven't donated a single one because none of them truly interest me i think i thought super troopers is a funny movie but i've only watched it i think like once in my entire life mm-hmm. uh but i know eventually there might be a time where a creator that i really truly follow and care about will put something up there and i will probably most definitely donate to it still like i think uh you know i guess it sucks that um if someone wanted to make something that well crap now this is what happens when i start talking to people is that i, I have know, this idea so going tough. into it and then i have to like I'm, i have to keep talking because no one just wants to hit, listen to silence of me trying to think through my viewpoint as it's changing <laughs> <mid-show>. <laughs> great radio folks yeah man i think i think maybe it depends on the creator and it depends on the type of project that they're trying to fund like greg pack who um writes action comics and a bunch of other stuff he um just funded a a project called the princess who saved herself. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a, it's a comic book for kids. It stars a girl who's a character of color and she goes through all the princess tropes and she saves herself from the dragon in the end. And that's super great. And he uh, outlined in his Kickstarter that he's covering the cost so that he can publish it independently so that he's not beholden to any sort of uh, mm. agreement that he might have to make with like boom or any other kind of publisher. Sure. And like I thought that was really great. And for twenty five dollars, you got a hardback copy of the book. So oh, crap, that's nice. You're literally paying for the product that you're going to receive in the end, right? And like comic book creators, yes, they're they're big names and they're celebrities in certain circles, but I think not in the way that like Hollywood actors and directors are. Oh sure, sure. So um, one part that comes to mind that I think falls in between. It maybe scales more to the celebrities, but still like resides like deeply in this nerd culture. Was the uh, Will Wheaton tabletop thing, which just like made yeah. crazy amount of money. Uh, like what? What? Are, what are your things like that? Because it's not a movie that's going to be in theaters, and then people are going to be paying for tickets to go s- see their final product. But it's just something that just lives on YouTube now. And yeah, there's ad revenue and stuff, but I don't know how much that really makes. I mean, it's a lot in some cases. Well, Geek and Sundry is a, you know, they just got bought out by Legendary. So oh, they did? Oh. Yeah. Or Lionsgate, one of those two. I can't remember exactly. But they just got bought by someone. So um, even before that, like even in, you know, the year before that, when the Tabletop Project funded, they were never hurting. Mm-hmm. So it's a smaller company, certainly. Um, I guess I don't have a problem with it on principle, but... I didn't donate to it. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm a big proponent of, like, voting with your dollar. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, but it is really cool when a project like that, that, I mean, like, Will Wheaton is, Will Wheaton and Felicia Day are quantifiable celebrities, certainly. Mm-hmm. But they're not, like, they're not even Nathan Fillion level. Um, but it is it is really cool to see a whole community come together behind a project like that. But then when you have, like, that much money, I don't really know where all the extra money that they earned went besides just paying themselves more money, like the product that came out of that campaign looks a lot like all the stuff that came before. Yeah. 
And that's my opinion. So take no, it with whatever grain of salt you want to take it with. <laughs> um, the paying themselves more thing is something I thought about, especially when these projects just fund like crazy. Yeah. Um, what if, let's say, another celebrity comes along, makes a Kickstarter, they want to do a new movie, and they need to raise you know, $2 million, and they're going to do this, and it's going to be great, and everyone's going to love it. Uh, what if they said, uh, I'm not going to make... I will personally not make any, I'll make sure I give away any extra profits or donations to charities, anything we make off the back end when it goes in the theaters just gets dumped into some great cause. It's not going to lie in my pockets at all. It's just something I want to make and then let other people benefit from. Good, bad, does that help your stomach stuff? Um, I don't know. And it's also tough because when you, even when you overfund, because like we overfunded for Red Shirt Diaries, um, mm-hmm. There's never going to be enough money. <laughs> oh, sure. Like, you know, like for your project, you know, even if you're like, even if you are not paying anyone, like we're not paying anyone, um, you're still like going to be like, wow, like these costumes are expensive or like, mm-hmm. wow, this is expensive. And, and you know, when you get millions of dollars, you just get to look at it all on a bigger scale. Like, wow, shooting for uh, on the Warner Brothers lot is really expensive instead uh, of like, yeah. wow, shooting on the street is really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that it's really tough not to say that I, you know, if you make like millions and millions of dollars that you are not going to take any sort of profit share off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because with stuff like that's video content or media content, at a certain point, you, you have to pay people for their time and you have to pay people for their talent and their effort. And that's a difficult thing to quantify to mm-hmm. anyone and you know it's a difficult thing for me to look at a project and see quantified like was this person's time really worth $20 versus being worth $500 you know like but I think I think the idea of like working with a charity is interesting but I mean that's essentially what crowdfunding is is you're donating to a project instead of an organization mm. so yeah. I don't know if that becomes convoluted at any step along the way <laughs> yeah I guess that just idea interests me because um, like this art thing still gets created and then hopefully someone gets to benefit if the thing succeeds enough. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Essentially, when I was preparing for this, I was just like, let me think of every scenario where I think Ashley might be okay with this whole celebrity crowdfunding thing. You just didn't see realize how bitter it. I am, Zach. No, that's okay. <laughs> you can be bitter. I'm not stopping you from being bitter. <laughs> Oh, but you know what? Uh, going into this, I never thought, oh, she's not. Like, I'm still okay with celebrities doing this stuff. But I don't know. I'm kind of a little sour to some extent now. I mean, I'm I'm sour on it in principle, but I'm sure if the right person came along with the right project, I m- would change my mind and donate. Mm-hmm. I just think that it as an idea and it as a concept is losing the whole point of of crowdfunding and is getting away from the spirit of, Oh, this thing you did is really cool. You can't afford a factory. Let me afford Let me help you get a factory to build these 3d mm-hmm. printers, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, <laughs> I still, I still think that the advanced ticket sales is should to be something they should always just include. So they're not like double dipping essentially into the pockets of fans. I think that Absolutely. is a, a thing that should almost be like we're just like you should just require it almost i mean i can't really By force law. anyone to do that but they should just look at that and think oh yeah this is the right thing to do for us and for our fans we still get we're still gonna get the money 
but we're not going to tax them twice, essentially. Yeah. And then everyone who doesn't donate can buy the full price ticket. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully they get a good enough reward that they feel uh, happy with the money they've given to create this thing. Mm-hmm. But then that doesn't account for like web content where you're not like, I'm not having a premiere. Psych. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like like Con Man, for example, um, is is not having any sort of premiere, and there, you know, it's all going to be online content. Uh, I think it's behind a paywall as well. If you're not uh, a Kickstarter backer, so oh wow, so mm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, which, which is interesting that I've always said I'm okay with celebrities doing this, but I've never given to any of their campaigns before. Right, that's probably the most telling thing. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I think the only thing I did was, and it wasn't even really uh, funding. It was Kevin Smith's Red State thing, where I like gave him, I don't know, it was like forty five dollars for a signed DVD and a poster and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, but that was really that was after the fact, though. That was uh, he'd already made it and was on that tour. Well, <laughs> that's all I have. Cool. That was a fun conversation. I uh, yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Anytime you want me to uh, disagree with the general opinion, you let me know. No, you, yeah, I, that, <laughs> you're my go-to now. Like, everyone's agreeing. We're all getting along too much. We need to get Ashley's opinion on this. No, but for real, that's, that'll <laughs> probably be, it'll probably be the opposite. <laughs> well, good. We, we need more people like you. We can all, we can't all say the same things. That's just boring. Right? We need more <laughs> jaded California people. Yes. We're too, uh too plain out here in kansas you're just you're just too like midwest pleasant yeah we're just like yeah you just want to do it fine we don't care just just go do it just don't hurt anyone whatever and i'm just like i'm gonna stare daggers at you and think really mean thoughts (laughs) and then i'm gonna put them on the internet thanks again to ashley for coming on the show hope to get her back we actually talked right after we finished recording that she might be back sooner rather than later which of course makes me happy and i'm sure makes you happy as well let's get some listener feedback i mentioned it in the show when talking with ashley uh Maticus finch commented over on last week's episode page at majorsplorers.com and he is the one that proposed the idea of the percentage of the cut of the profits of the film go back to a donation level uh really cool idea i know it got both ashley and i think and i think it's something that could totally be implemented in future projects uh it would be really awesome you talk about people want to be involved in production of film get them really involved and uh get them a little kickback for how much they donated i don't know if there's like some weird uh fcc or any like weird regulation that would stop from that from happening uh i'm not sure if donating to a film being made is the same is the same like uh buying stock in a company or anything like that I, i'm not really up on my game and the financial uh things of the world but if anyone knows any of that you know drop me a line <laughs> i don't know if, if there's any regulations uh in place for you know funding the arts and then maybe getting the profit back for that over on the zach on film subreddit we had a couple responses over on the thread i posted to for this episode otter disaster you probably know from majorsforwards.com we just top five express on thursdays every other thursday he uh talked about a conversation he had had with a co-worker about the super Troopers 2 campaign he talked a lot about the benefits of these type of projects being on the crowdfunding websites so bruce talked about the idea 
of it's not a zero-sum game as if if someone donates to this and they're not taking money out of their pockets. These are Broken Lizard fans donating to a Broken Lizard project. He said these dollars were spent by a Broken Lizard fan who wants, one, to see, to see Super Troopers 2, two, be an integral part of getting that movie made, three, own a Super Troopers 2 cruiser and have bragging rights to that purchase, put the thing in car set, blah, 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 blah. That's the $35,000 uh, donation one. They said Broken Lizard have a unique fan base, many of whom were probably involved themselves in crowdfunding for the first time some will enjoy the experience to the point they may do it again with other projects others will never do it again uh so really good thoughts there turkey bacon nine two nine in his first paragraph he gets a really nice long post uh you can read over there his first paragraph he says in the end i think the important thing to remember here is that what movie funding is or should be is a means for artists to create and share their work whether that is uh, that artist is Zach Braff or Broken Lizard or David B. Gravy shouldn't enter into the equation. And I totally understand that point of view. And this is just the tension I find myself in now and what are, where I'm leaning towards this celebrity and crowdfunding. Not that I actually need to pick a side. It's just, you know, the turmoil in my head of trying to decide where I land on it. Of I kind of agree on that, where there is an importance of funding art and so art can continue to be made, and art that the people enjoy especially is important because if people are making art that people don't enjoy, then it's certainly not going to get seen. It's not going to have an influence on the people's lives, which I think art uh, ultimately does in pretty much uh, any version of it. I think where the pro where Ashley is coming from and where I totally see and understand and I'm kind of going with now is that uh, while it is good for us to donate to artists to create their art, some people have a better means of collecting art or collecting the funds to create their art than going to the people. Even though there is this nice sense of community and like grass run, grassroots style of making the money for this. Uh, like Ashley said, they have means and people they can talk to that could probably donate and get involved. It could probably happen a lot quicker than maybe a crowdfunding campaign. Whereas people like her and Jason and other people who are doing these small budgets who aren't millionaires or have access to a lot of money need fans to donate the money so they can actually make their art so then it can be enjoyed. So there, it's an interesting two sides to the argument that I think we'll be talking about for a long time, especially as more of these celebrity things pop up. And I'm totally going to be right in the middle of that debate. Finally, uh, Demasics. Demask, I don't know how to pronounce it, D-E-M-A-S-X over on the subreddit. Uh, he said, I'm generally for more tools, freedom of choice, and avenues for art in a free market. And so the pushback against crowdfunding tends to be sort of a protectionist view concerned about preserving crowdfunding for projects that won't otherwise be able to tame funding like we had talked about. Those already able to access funding are going to be able to run better campaigns with more marketing, more exciting rewards, larger social media impact, exploit bigger celebrities, and accordingly access more funds the fear is that if celebrities are to do start to use crowdfunding they're robbing attention and funding away from smaller independent projects with no avenue and then he goes on to say uh, to him that's a natural democratization of the internet and distributive systems and he's a really nice long post you can totally read that reddit.com slash r slash zach on film that was the feedback for you guys and gals and everyone in between dogs and cats and everyone living together for this topic on Zach on Film, make sure to get your thoughts and ideas to me th- either through Twitter or email or the subreddit so they can be read on the show and enjoyed by all of the listeners to Zach on Film.
And now, on with the show. And hey, howdy, hey, would you look at the time? It's the end of another episode of Zack on Film. I hope you enjoyed this kind of two-part series on crowdfunding. It's an interesting topic, one that's new and developing all the time, it seems like. And I don't think it's going away anytime because uh, the idea of fans being able to help creators make their next project is something that is striking a chord with everyone around the world. And it's ultimately, I believe, still a good thing. If you would like to chat me up and give more of your thoughts and have them read on next week's show, perhaps, you can contact me at Twitter at Zayul. What's my Twitter handle? It's Z-Wolf, Z-W-O-O-L-F. My email is Zach at Majorspoilers.com for those thoughts that are not going to fit within that 140 character limit. Of course, you can also join the Zach on Film subreddit where people are posting links and I'm posting articles and that will most likely be discussed on that week's show. You can find that at reddit.com slash r slash Zach on film. And of course, like always, with all of the great Major Spoilers podcasts, you can always leave feedback at majorspoilers.com on the podcast posting page. Put your thoughts right there in the comments and I will most certainly see them and maybe respond, but most certainly read them on the following show. Looking ahead into the future just a little bit, if you are listening to this and will be attending NAB in Las Vegas April 12th or the 16th, uh, shoot me a tweet. I will be there for my normal day job, browsing the show floor to see all the cool new gadgets that are coming out this year. It's my first time there for NAB. I'm pretty excited. Uh, so if you're going to be there, let me know. Or if you live in Las Vegas, let me know. And maybe we can all hook up and have a drink and talk about film and just be good old pals. I would enjoy that so, so very much. Uh, But that's it. Next week, I don't know what the show topic is, but we'll certainly have something great for you. I guarantee it. Until then, watch good films, and we'll see you next week. is copyright 2015 by major spoilers entertainment llc mother's day is almost here and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement whether your mom is into classic dress watches rare and refined ceramics or tried and true bestsellers movement has something she'll love and right now everything at movement is up to 50 percent off site-wide during their mother's day sale A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. 
Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.